your life, and it's ending one minute at a time. I was blind, but now I see. Working jobs we hate, so we can buy shit we don't need. Ideas are brittle. If you had one shot, everything I'd ever read, heard, seen was now organized and available. Now you fucking khakis. Life moves pretty fast. The Biohacking Secret Show. In today's episode of the Biohacking Secrets Show podcast, I sit down with Harry Massey to discuss the future of in-home performance optimization. Massey's a pioneer in the field of bioenergetics, which means his work goes beyond biochemistry by also integrating physics, biology, and the most cutting-edge clinical research. He's on a mission dedicated to eradicating needless disease and suffering, and it spawned from his own experience being bedridden for seven years. I was actually first introduced to Harry's work when we had a couple of friends in the industry staying with us and our little five pound multi-poo Nasita is amazing around us, but somewhat, uh, she lacks social skills to say the least. And, um, when these guests arrived at our house, she was barking and she was distant and she was clearly scattered by the whole situation. And they pulled out one of the devices that Harry's company created and put it on a chill setting. And within 30 seconds, I watched an anxious and frantic dog approach our new guests and sit down next to them and actually start licking them. And from that moment, I had to know what this work consisted of and uh, how I could get my hands on it. So we're going to be discussing all of that fun stuff on today's episode. He's also produced a number of best-selling documentaries call, uh, ranging from The Living Matrix to Supercharged. And uh, this episode is really fun and you're going to get your hands on some amazing information ranging from unconventional strategies for performance optimization. We talk about hyperbaric oxygen, ozone, coffee enemas, infoceuticals, exercise with oxygen therapy, and much, much more. Basically, if you're dealing with anything that deviates from optimal energy, whether it's just an afternoon energy crash, a slow start in the morning, or chronic fatigue, this information will help you. We talk about how Harry went from being bedridden for eight years to now running one of the fastest growing companies in the health industry, how routine, discipline, and wisdom are the foundation of greatness, the story of how a dog, this is a different dog than my dog, (laughs) crippled with Lyme disease was actually able to overcome spinal degeneration by applying a specific type of pulsed electromagnetic frequencies, and what this Nobel Prize winner found to be the source of 75% of the body's energy. And a hint, it is not mitochondria. So without further ado, please sit back, relax, and enjoy my conversation with Harry Massey. Hey, everyone. I know you'll enjoy the interview. If you'd like to learn more of my top biohacking secrets, get a free copy of my best-selling book called The Biohacker's Guide to Upgraded Energy and Focus for free at biohackersguide.com. It's over 500 pages of my top biohacks, and I'll send it to you for free if you cover a small shipping cost. Get your free copy at biohackersguide.com. So Anthony is a sort of mega rising star in the biohacking world, um, and he wrote he wrote a book called The Biohacker's Guide to Upgraded Energy and Energy and Focus, um, which I which I believe has basically sold hundreds of thousands of copies, and he now has millions of fans on Facebook. And uh, prior prior to that, he was basically a, a wellness and executive wellness and performance coach that was specialising in functional medicine and nutritional neuroscience. And uh, yeah, well, I, I read his book a couple of years ago when we were making the Supercharge film and I've been looking forward to to catching up with him and really asking him his sort of his view on, and how he is able to improve performance. So welcome to the show, Anthony. Pleasure to be here, Harry. I'm excited. Perfect. Um, well, let's let's just start. Well, maybe maybe we should just start a bit with your story. Like, how did you become a biohacker? Yeah. So, um, as you mentioned, my background was in you know it was in nutrition and exercise. I taught yoga. I was um, I was a personal trainer at one of the the best studios in Chicago for a long time. And um, like many of us, I thought everything revolved around diet and exercise until I couldn't get out of bed at 29 years old. And, um, it, it, it how, happened. How old are you now? I'm 35 now. Okay, yeah. So it had, um, it came on pretty quick. I was, um, it, it actually started seeming like the more healthy things I tried to integrate into my life, the worse I felt and the worse I got. Um, 
to where it ended. I was, I was pretty strict paleo and, um, and, and doing CrossFit and a lot of the insane workouts and they would wipe me out. I, I felt like, uh, I was 80 years old with the memory of a goldfish on my way to early onset dementia, um, whole body hurt and saw almost a dozen doctors in the course of a year. Until it got to the point where, you know, my mom and I were in the doctor's office because I was like, I was having a hard time just getting around myself, um, which is a pretty embarrassing spot to be in when you're 29 years old. Um, my my man parts weren't working the way that they were supposed to. And uh, that's, that's, that's horrible. I, I remember I remember there's a year and a half I couldn't get an erection. Which, which just, yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah, it's terrible. Anyway, there you go. Yeah, yeah. No, that's about how long uh, that's about how long mine lasted. And it's 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 pretty common too. The more I've been open about uh, the more I've been open about that, the more guys have stepped forward and been like, hey buddy, what what got it working again? <laughs> um, and when, when the, you know, when the 11th doctor, 11th or 12th doctor said, you know, there's nothing wrong with you. I realized that this stuff's on me. I had to figure it out and I had to start looking in uncommon places because my, my map of it's all about diet and exercise was incomplete because I couldn't get any more strict with my diet. I couldn't exercise any harder. Um, I was teaching yoga. So like that wasn't, you know, the missing link. And, um, and that's what got me into biohacking. And I started having some traction and I started, wow. you know. So I'd, I'd love to unpick it a little bit. So, so, yeah. so it sounds like you were doing all, all of this healthy stuff, like you were already eating right and you were doing yoga. Um, so what, why, why do you think, what, what, what went wrong? Like why, why do you think you got ill in the first place? I think that there was uh, a lot going on. You know, my my perspective has changed over the years as my knowledge has grown and my experience in working with other clients has, uh, has refined my perspective. So at first I was like, Oh, I have Lyme disease. I have chronic Lyme disease. That's what did it all, you know? And I think like many things in health, it's multifactorial. In hindsight, I had a number of infections. It wasn't just Lyme. Lyme may have been one of the contributing factors, but it, it, it could have been Epstein-Barr. It could have been parasites. It could have been small intestinal bacterial overgrowth, all of which I know I had. Um, but if we want to go even deeper, I think the root cause was, was probably a ton of stress, an imbalanced lifestyle. I was trying to compensate for, um, you know, I was... I was going out at night and my sleep schedule sucked and I was trying to burn the candle at both ends and, you know, do the entrepreneur hustle. Um, and beyond that, I was, um, working out like a maniac. I had tons and tons of stress in my life and I probably had some level of my immune system being run down by a bad environment, an old moldy apartment, um, you know, sleeping next to Wi-Fi routers and fun stuff like that, 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 you know, it's, People may be saying, Wi-Fi routers, what does that have to do with anything? What does a moldy apartment have to do with anything? But these are, these are things that we know from the scientific literature can run our immune system down. And when you stack enough of them, you can end up like me at 29 years old with your mom at the doctor's office. <laughs> yeah, it's, 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 it's pretty horrible psychologically. I mean, I remember that. I mean, that, that happened to me at 20, well, 21. And then, well, actually, I'd been at boarding school, which is, I guess, the equivalent in the US of, pri of private school my, my whole life, then went to university. So I actually left home at the age of seven or eight, apart from you know, the two months of the year of holidays. And then suddenly at 21, you're actually like back, yeah, back, back with your parents sort of under their, under their rules and them telling you what to do. Like it, it fucks with your head for sure. Oh yeah. It's bad. And like, and my, my parents are amazing. Um, that happened to me as well. I did it psychologically. I kept paying rent at my place in the city, but I moved back in with my, with my parents for a while. And, and I was like, you know, the fact that I was still paying rent allowed me to be like, I haven't really moved back in with my parents. I'm just kind of staying with them because, you know, uh, they've got a pool nearby and like this and that, but I had moved back in with my parents. Yeah, no, it's, uh, yeah, it's not, it's, it's, it's not, it's not fun. And I'm curious, I mean, I, well, I know, I know that well, it took me a few years to sort of get out of it. I, I, I mean, I can't, yeah, it was probably five or five or six years. And then I had this sort of, I guess this, this decision point where it was like, um, can you, 
uh, like if like if you're going to be disabled, you know, if you're going to be disabled for a while, well, maybe you should like earn a, earn an income or I don't know. Or I was trying to work out how yeah how I could get out of the scenario. So I yeah, so I wasn't sort of dependent on your parent on my parents. But I was curious if that was similar for you. Um, yeah, so I had um, I, I'd actually had you know a, a decent amount of. I was, I was earning good income from, um, a, a number of companies that I had going on. Um, and I just slowly, as I isolated myself and pulled back from friendships and even family relationships, like I wasn't really answering my phone or responding to texts. I slowly started shutting down my businesses. And like, um, if, if there wasn't someone else that could handle the day-to-day operations, um, in my stead and like, keep it afloat. It would just, it, I just eventually let it all kind of dwindle away until I had no business. I had no income. And then the, uh, things switched and I started tapping into the savings and, you know, went from one end of the spectrum to the complete other end and racked up a ton of debt and all sorts of fun things that you do when you're, when you're testing and figuring out what's wrong with you. (laughs) Yeah. It's an interesting hole to pull out of. I mean, I've done that a couple of times. Um, so, um, well, I I guess we should move on to the, the more positive, the positive end of it. So, um, yeah, how, yeah, how did you, um, how did you get yourself out, out of that? Yeah. So a big, a a big moment of uh, like an epiphany for me was I came across some of the work of uh, a doctor named Dr. Terry Walls, who I'm sure you're familiar with. Um, And uh, she had, she'd kind of pointed out how, well, essentially her story is she went from dealing with uh, multiple sclerosis that had her in a wheelchair and um, had pretty much taken away her freedom and health. And uh, a year later she was like riding a bike. And I, I saw these pictures and I, and I, and, and I started looking, I'm like, what the heck did she do? Cause here I am in bed and I'm like this, you know, 60 year old woman has had a more miraculous recovery, had a miraculous recovery that the type of one that I would be really happy with. And, um, she brought my attention to these little energy powerhouses of our cells called mitochondria and how big of a role they play in energy production. And, I'd read through, you know, before I even got sick, I was, um, I, I was a big nerd for the scientific literature and, and anything I could get my hands on. Um, but especially when I got sick, I went deeper down a lot of the rabbit holes and you kind of at first develop this like fragmented perspective of things where it's like all these different isolated systems and tiny little, um, chemicals and and biochemical and bioelectric reactions taking place. And then you start putting it all back together and simplifying, but it's like, you almost have to go complex before you can simplify and have your simplified model again, be accurate. And what I started realizing is I was like, everything comes down to how well your body makes energy. You know, whether you believe that that happens in the mitochondria or you believe that happens due to electrons or you believe that happens due to frequency or you believe that happens due to food or whatever your model is, the people who, the people, the rats, the fruit flies that make energy well outlive the other ones. They have more motivation. They, they breed more. It's like everything comes down to how well your body is making energy. So that allowed me to really simplify things and say, okay, I got to focus on energy production, and I need to focus on detoxification. And if I, like, if I ignore everything else, if I ignore, you know, the stuff that, that most people are, are um, you know, getting caught up with, myself included, the thyroid, adrenal fatigue, hormonal imbalances, gut dysfunction, if I really drilled it down to and said, just detox like crazy and, and, and you know, without overstressing my body or detoxing at a rate that's faster than my body's ability to recover and improve my energy production, things are going to come together. That was, that's, that's how I consider um, that's how we built biohacking secrets. It's all around those two areas, increasing energy production and detoxification. And, um, really how to like, how to, how to figure out what's the least I can do to get the most health benefits. Cool. And, uh, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm curious. I, I was like deconstructing things. I'm a nightmare, but yeah, um, no, I like it. <laughs> I, was, I was curious if, um, yeah, but, um, so en- en- energy and detoxification, um, do you, do you, do you see energy, do you see as sort of energy as I guess I guess the the top the top dog because if your if your cells have a lot of energy you know if if you have more energy then naturally you detoxify anyway so I mean that's the crucial one right absolutely yes um, it's a great point the, the 
The short answer is yes. The complicated answer is it depends because if someone's energy production is so compromised because of an infection or because of, you know, any number of things that, you know, can, can bog down detoxification pathways, sometimes you got to assist the body in getting rid of that infection while you build up the immune system and energy production to a point where the body can like, like a tag team wrestler come in and say, all right, I got it from here. Thanks for the help. You know, cause like time and time again, we've seen whether someone's dealing with candida or parasites or small intestinal bacterial overgrowth or Epstein-Barr or something like that. The, the, the detoxification protocols Give you. don't cure the issue. They get rid of it. But if the body's weak, if energy production is weak, then it comes back. And it just repeats over and over and over again. And people are like, oh, I must not have a good enough protocol. I must not be using enough Nystatin or enough Zyfaxin or enough, you know, whatever it is, enough herbal antimicrobials. But the problem is usually, no, something is running down your energy production. Some, something is running down your immune system. And you need to move both of those. Uh, you need to elevate both of those in parallel. Got you. Are you still there? Yep, still here, still here. Okay, cool. Your your video disappeared. Yeah, sorry. The band I got a I got a your connection is unstable thing, so I dropped the video for bandwidth purposes. Okay, I will stop mine too then. Easy. All right, cool. Um, so, what what are your favorite ways of of detoxifying then? So some of my favorite ways, it, 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 again, you know, I, I don't want to be the guy that says it depends uh, 10 times, but it, it does depend. And I, I really think that all health is moving towards personalized health. Um, but, it, you know, it, you want to, the, the three steps that I recommend, and like I've, I've taken a lot of what we do in the biohackers guide and I've simplified it further because the reality is I'm sure you've found Harry is that people like simple, myself included. And the, the three steps that I kind of take people through are identify what's stealing your energy, fix, you know, the root cause of, of those energy production and detoxification issues. And then, then you can optimize energy production from there. And, um, depending on the, the person's age and health status, maybe they're, you know, restore youthful hormone levels that kind of can be included in that optimized category. So step one, identify step two, fix step three, optimize. That's like the, the biohacking secret system. Um, and with, with, with identifying, I guess you, I mean, is, is that you, do you always recommend you do that with a, with a practitioner or is it something people can do themselves? So we, yeah, uh, great question. Um, there it, it either can work depending on how motivated the individual is. Um, more and more people now, like, so when, when I put together the biohackers guide, this thing's like 500 pages and you know, you, you honestly, like you read a book and you don't really expect a lot of people to read it or like skim it. And there's a lot of people now that have like, I read it. You read it, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, and, uh, and, and people send me pictures of the book and there's like, you know, post-it notes and pages dog-eared and stuff left and right. Like they've read it cover to cover. And the, it, it, it's, it's amazing to me. Um, cause I'm like, man, I don't know if, I don't know if I would read a 500 page book if it came across, unless I was like, you know, where I was in 2011, that, that motivated, but you have people that are so much more sophisticated now and because they're educating themselves, it, it allows them to, you know, possibly identify these things themselves. And that's, that's kind of why I wanted to write the book and, and do a lot of what we do is like, let's give ourselves, let's take, let's take back control of our health for people that are a little bit more, um, more, more newbies or less experienced in this area. It, it, you'll probably want to work with a practitioner. Um, but, but also yeah, make sure that, yeah, make it easy on yourself. No, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's it's sort of an interesting one because, like, it's um, I, well, I guess yourself as a biohacker and, and myself, it's like I was I was a bad thing in our, you know, well, obviously we we had the motivation to to figure out what was wrong with ourselves and 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 get and get better, and then um, yeah, I think I think it really it really does just it really does just depend. Like, um, I mean, sometimes if you obviously if you if you pair up with a coach and practitioner, you can cut down a huge a huge amount of time because because obviously a coach practitioner has learned you know learned all of that all of that knowledge so so you don't have to but um yeah if you're more of the i guess yeah if, if you're more someone who wants to take complete control yourself then um yeah you're pretty better off learning everything yourself 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and, and it's, I think it's good to, even if you're working with an amazing practitioner, having yourself, having, having a level of expertise and knowledge um, so that you two can co- co-collaborate or that may be redundant, but so that the two of you can collaborate yeah. um, it, I think is, is worthwhile and often accelerates the journey back to, uh, you know, becoming the best version of yourself. Yeah. Well, you, well, you, well, you can never, you can never get rid of your, I guess your, your own responsibility and your own power to get, to get your health back. Like I think if you think someone else is going to completely fix you, what fix you, that's sort of a, that's sort of full, faulty thinking. I mean, what, mm-hmm. what someone can be is a, is a guide to your, I guess a guide to your healing journey, but mm-hmm. the responsibility ultimately is all, yeah, is always on you to get yourself better. I think. Yeah, totally. And, um, I mean, if, if you'd like, we've, we've kind of simplified some of the, the identify process down to a few things. Um, and, yeah, and, yeah. and some of those have to do with, you know, how, you know, correcting lifestyle habits, um, that can, that can allow toxicity to, to get a foothold. Um, so you can, you know, like the, when, when someone, uh, like disrespects you, there's like the joke, like, oh, you've been dissed. Um, it, like the abbreviation. So we, we made it cause, uh, acronyms are fun and easier to remember. Um, the, the acronym is DIST, but it's D I S D T and it stands for deficient, imbalanced, sedentary, disconnected, and toxic. And like, admittedly, the one thing that I intentionally left out of this is like the emotional component, which should not be discredited. But if someone has like an emotional or a physical trauma in their past, that definitely can lead to um, underlying health issues. Um, and that's something that needs to be addressed, but it's not included in this um, framework. So I wanted to mention that up front. Deficiencies in- include, you know, not drinking enough water the right type of water, ideally structured water that's free of uh, fluoride, chlorine, bromide, and a lot of the other chemicals and prescription drugs that are in municipal water. Um, And it can also include nutrients. Imbalanced focuses mostly on hormonal um, because even if someone is healthy, there's there's a hormonal decline that is inevitable with aging and um, often optimizing those hormone levels um, can restore energy production and a more youthful appearance. Um, sedentary has to do with like, are you sweating? Are you sweating on an ideally daily basis or at least five times a week? You know, Harry, like you and I were talking about the other day, the generation of heat in the body, which is a form of infrared light, you know, it can come from a sauna, it can come from exercise, it can come from getting out in the sun. Um, but that's what the, the S stands for. Um, the second D in dist, disconnected, disconnected from the, the earth, nature, uh, other forms of life, your community. Um, and the, the last one is toxic, you know, toxins of toxins in our environment, which can include, um, EMFs, like, you know, like, like you and I have discussed, um, you know, n- unnatural electromagnetic fields. It can include infections, um, bacteria, parasites, mold in the home, um, Epstein-Barr. Yeah, it can be viral. It can be, it can be fungal. It can be parasitic. It can be bacterial Lyme disease. Um, and, uh, and then, toxins of choice, the things we put in our body, those food allergens and, um, you know, the, the cosmetics and things that we're putting on our largest organ, the skin, um, that get absorbed. And a lot of them are are chemicals that didn't exist, uh, even decades ago and are not in alignment with our biology. So that dist framework is, um, we designed that to help people have those aha moments like, Oh, that, that may pertain to me, you know, at least give them some direction. Perfect. And so, so we start off um, really, yeah, talk, talking about those sort of two main pillars of energy and detoxification. Um, so what, what are, what are ways that people can, I guess, an, analyze whether they're, well, I, I guess, analyze and work out what to do with their, on their energy side, se- separate to the detoxification part. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I would, I would look at what, you know, where their habits are at with, start with, start with the, the, the big things. What are you putting in your body? What are you eating? You know, are you eating grain? Are you consuming grains of any type, dairy, alcohol? Um, because those are the big three allergens, grains and, and, and alcohol by far the biggest and then dairy secondary. Um, and then there's others, but let's just, you know, keep it simple for folks. If that's a part, if that's, if they're consuming that 
you know, weekly or um, even a couple times a month that can be running down your energy. It takes, we now know from, from the, the scientific literature that it can take three weeks for the inflammation from one meal containing grains, um, you know, gluten, glyphosate to leave the body. Three weeks. So like, People that are really sensitive, and there are a lot of them who haven't made the connection, if they're eating grains twice a month, they're never getting to, um, to a state where their body is free from that inflammation and the energy draining effect that it can cause. Um, so start with food. Then, you, uh, oh, go ahead. Oh, sorry. sorry. I, I, can, no, I was, no, was going to ask, do you, do you include things like, like quinoa as, uh, as a grain? So starting off, I, I say no, no quinoa for 28 days. Let's even get rid of the pseudo grains. Um, and, then, and then after we've established a baseline of how you feel with a lot of these things and, and the specific list of like all the other stuff that, that, we've, that we've found to be um, potentially problematic is, is in the biohacker's guide. Um, but, you know, it, it, then we say, all right, now you can test things like quinoa. You can test things like wild rice, which is technically uh, a, a grass and, um, you know, and, and, and a bunch of other foods that, um, that we've pulled out. Maybe, maybe you test, um, you know, real milk that hasn't been pasteurized or homogenized if, if that's a choice uh, you want to make. But for a lot of people, you know, especially like that have been avoiding dairy because they've been paleo or on a variation of the ketogenic diet, you know, they need to like very slowly reintroduce the right type of dairy. And it can be as little as like half a teaspoon at first. And then you like, you get some of those bacteria back into your body and then you do three quarters of a teaspoon and then a whole teaspoon. People like make the mistake of they'll go and they'll get, they'll get themselves some, some real milk and they'll have like a glass or two. And they're like, Oh, I'm definitely allergic to milk. That messed me up. <laughs> um, so with anything, you know, being careful and, and slowly easing into it. Got you. And um, yeah, so this sort of, um, I'm, lo I'm looking at your book at the moment and um, on, uh, well, one of the pages, you've basically got the foundation of upgraded energy and focus with these different pictures. And in, in it, you're basically talking about movement. And in the, I guess in the traditional, maybe not traditional is the wrong word, actually, in, the, in, in some of the biohacking, in some of the biohacking world, um, uh, pe pe people are very keen on actually not, not doing that much aerobic exercise they're sort of more keen on just uh doing high intensity like interval training and weights um and then doing the absolute opposite like just um just just movement and and walks and i, I was just curious here because you've you've got well it's written here uh, i think you put 80 percent aerobic and mobility flexibility base to build a bigger aerobic en engine i was uh yeah i was i was, I was curious yeah. I mean, I was one of those people. So in, in, in my training days, my, my evolution, and I think a lot of the, a lot of folks evolution has gone from kind of more of a bodybuilder type approach, um, that, that is like physique first. And then you kind of get into more forms of functional training. Um, I did, I did some of the CrossFit and, um, and high intensity workouts mixed in there. And then, started gravitating toward, towards more yoga, more, um, things that, that improve, um, that, you know, as, as you mentioned, and as I talk about in the book that build a bigger aerobic engine and, um, and, and, and really optimize our, our mitochondrial function. What, what I've seen is like high intensity training is great. I do it. I work it in, um, I work it into my stuff. But where the reality that I've seen with a lot of clients is that so many folks are deconditioned to such a degree that what they believe is high intensity training is like is, is actually stop and start cardio. And they're, um, they're not even able to get to a level where they really experience those benefits of HIIT training. Um, and then, and then you have at the other, if you can imagine like a bell curve, like HIIT training, you've got, um, if, if you're hitting a sweet spot, you've got someone that's healthy and they're, um, they're really pushing themselves and they've got the ability to recover, then they're good. Um, but if they're, if they're extremely deconditioned and, uh, they're not working out at a high enough intensity, they're not going to get the benefits. They're basically doing start and stop cardio. Or if you have someone who has too many free radicals, um, or, you know, reactive oxygen species from, 
any number of sources in their life, whether some of them are dietary, some of them are environmental, some of them are infections, and then you add more free radicals um, from high intensity exercise, it can actually cause them to like be wiped out afterwards. And they'll do, they could do a really short high intensity, uh, workout. Like for me, I would do, um, I'd grab like an 80 pound kettlebell and I'd be like, okay, I'm going to see how, how fast I can do a hundred, uh, kettlebell swings. And I would time myself and I would do it. And like, I'd get through the workout just fine. But then I would notice like my sex drive function, everything was just you know, within, within 24 to 48 hours would just tank. So I was like in that category where my body probably had too many free radicals from uh, a wide variety of sources. And when I did that sort of insane workout, it was like the straw that broke the camel's back. Got you. That's, that's fascinating. I'm trying to figure out where I am in all of that. <laughs> but, um, I, okay. So, so let's say if you, if you took, um, yeah, I, I was. I was curious on one thing you were saying there. So you're saying stop and stop and start cardio. So you're saying there's basically no no real benefit to stop and start cardio. And if you're if you're in that category, you should basically you should basically just try and do cardio. I, I think that if you're in that category, the first step is to build a, a bigger aerobic engine. Get your base. Um, and you know, if your body is, is so inflamed that it's hard for you to go for a jog or go for a bike ride or do a 90 minute yoga class or even a 60 minute yoga class, um, then let's start asking ourselves why let's go back to probably that toxicity category in that, that we talked about earlier. There may be some underlying infections. You may be eating foods that you're sensitive to and don't even realize it. Um, you know, you may just be deficient in enough of the right type of water to lubricate your joints and the synthovial fluid between, um, between your ligaments and tendons and connective tissue. But it's not normal to be in a state of chronic inflammation. And if that's contributing to why you can't jog or get through a yoga class or get on a bike and ride or whatever, um, then let's get to the root cause and let's start building things up. If you can only exercise for two minutes, that's okay. Do it. Then the next day, do two and a half minutes. Then the next day, do three and a half minutes, you know, until you can go for 25 minutes straight, staying in, you know, staying in, um, what I call your target heart rate zone, which is where you maximize the benefits where you're, you're not working, um, or, or where you're not failing to do enough to initiate an adaptive response, but you're also not doing so much that you're overstressing the body and exceeding your ability to recover. Got you. Perfect. Um, and how do you, and what, what's your sort of favorite techniques to, uh, to, to, to deal with stress, um, especially as an entrepreneur? Yeah, I, I, I gotta get in some, some sort of exercise early in the day. Um, at, at least five days a week. So like yesterday, I did a 90 minute, a 90 minute hot yoga class. That's one of my favorites. Um, and I like the fact that, um, the time is set. It's scheduled. I just show up and get it done. Um, I taught yoga for a long time and it was, it was brilliant, but, um, I like sometimes just going and turning off my brain and, um, trying to, you know, allowing myself to find that flow state. So I, uh, yesterday did like a seven fifteen to eight forty five hot yoga class at a, at a place here in Delray that I really like. And it's like morning yoga flow and meditation. It's nothing crazy. Um, there were people in the class that were probably, you know, a couple of them were 50 to, uh, 80 pounds overweight and they were, you know, they were able to keep up. Um, but I'm sweating and I'm moving and I'm getting my meditation in and I'm combining a lot of the things that, that helped me manage stress, which is movement, sweating, meditation. Um, I, I love, uh, I love doing breath work. I do a number of different types of breath work that, you know, that, that we teach clients at, um, at biohacking week in person, but for someone that just wanted to try them, like Wim Hof has some good stuff. Um, the breath of fire from, from, uh, the Kundalini yogic practice is great. Um, there's, you know, there's Taoist breathing. There's a whole bunch, there's, there's even holotropic breathing for people that want to get really, uh, deep into it. But taking time to breathe, um, pranayama as well, breathe and meditation helps me. Um, and connecting with nature, 
getting to the beach, getting in natural bodies of water, getting barefoot um, in the sand. I love taking a journal and a book with me to, to the beach and like working there because I find the, the creativity and um, ideas that, that, that flow um, are much better than when I'm sitting at a computer. Yeah, that's, that's for sure. <laughs> that's for sure. Um, as, well, it, I guess, I guess in that sort of theme, um, yeah, I mean, could, could, could you describe sort of what your, I guess what your typical day is? And I, I guess we, I guess we, we already covered the, the morning yoga, but so uh, yeah, just how, just, just, just how your day pans out. Yeah. A lot of times it's, all right, let's get, let's get that important stuff out of the way with exercise, um, morning sun, breath work, um, and meditation. And if I can stack them, I'll stack them. You know, if I go for a jog outside, I'm shirtless. Um, I'm in my target heart rate zone and I'm using that jog as a form of uh, moving meditation. It's a, a time to breathe fresh air to not, you know, be on a, a, a spinning, um, gerbil wheel under fluorescent lights, uh, breathing recycled gym air, you know, it's, um, so I'm, I'm, meditating while jogging, while breathing, while getting sun, or I'm going to a yoga class. So I'm meditating while sweating, while stretching, while getting a good aerobic workout. And, um, I take my morning supplements and drink a whole bunch of water, get a shower. And then it's like, let's get three to five hours of solid work in on my most important task. Um, so a big game changer for me has been like, identify what is the most important task. Like what's really going to, you know, uh, provide that quantum leap in your business and work on that. Because I used to just, I would like wake up and start with emails or like this stuff that, you know, have you ever had a day where you, you feel like you get a whole, like you do a whole bunch of stuff, you're active all day and you look back and you're like, it's I accomplished not, yeah. nothing today. Yeah, but it's not your <laughs> stuff. I, I, I can't remember the quote exactly, but if it email, email, Email it. Email is base. Email is basically what 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 everyone else want, wants you wants you to do versus uh, yeah versus what you should be doing. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And it's like it's the difference between you know living reactively or proactively, ver- creating versus um, responding. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. It's yeah. I mean, I I I literally carve out. Well, I'll carve out two two or three days a week just for yeah just for for thinking, reading, mind mapping, writing, all that type of stuff. And yeah, where you just, just basically become, become un, unavailable. And it's really the, well, I'm sure there's many ways of doing it, but uh, at least, at, at least for me, it's like, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's the only way of um, moving, moving the needle and getting the real stuff you want, you want done, done. Cause uh, yeah, in business, there's, there's so many calls on your time. You could, you could basically spend forever. Um, yeah. Forever forever reacting and working out other people's stuff versus, uh, yeah, versus pushing the needle forward. I, I totally agree. And, uh, and, and yeah, so like for me unplugging and like kind of making it hard to get a hold of me has been, I mean, you, you mentioned that, like how difficult it was. And I mean, heck, I would have loved to be a part of that movie project you were doing. Um, that's, I guess that's one of the casualties of, of my approach, but, um, yeah, when it, when it's more difficult to get a hold of you, and I have an assistant that goes through my emails, and she finds uh, this is now though. This is like within the past yeah. two months because I had a lot of things that I missed. Um, and she'll go through and she segments them and puts them in a folder. Hey, Anthony, you need to respond to this. Um, I schedule out every day from five a.m. to ten p.m. in uh, in a journal that Dave Roll made. That's that's like fantastic. It's called the the Productive Action Journal. Um, and he actually gave me it for free. And I was like, Oh, perfect. The last thing I need is another journal. And then I opened it up and I was like, wow, this is actually amazing. And it like, it forces you to identify what's your, you know, what's your most important task? What are your secondary tasks? Schedule it into your day around meetings. And, um, yeah, I found that really helpful. Yeah. I just use a really simple one called a, yeah, it's called productivity, it's a cool productivity planner, uh, which is on productivityplanner.com. But it pretty much, well, it, it's just the most important task of the day and two secondary tasks of importance and additional tasks. And that's, yeah, that's, it's, all, it's all you need. Yeah, it's it. all you need. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, if you accomplish like 200 super important things, well, God, I mean, 
be, to be honest, when you really when you really examine decisions, it's 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 a, like often there can be like one or two decisions per year that re- that really really matter and pretty much yeah so much else of the stuff you do is just just doesn't really doesn't really make any difference like when you analyze what what happened over the last few years like your i don't know like for example this like your your book that's probably uh that's probably one of the most important things you've done i would assume like that's sort of like like that's um sort of like the catalyst of 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 the future and um yeah it's just it's just so interesting it's, or like like a movie it might take a year or year and a half to make it but then it it's sort of yeah it helps it helps for the next five years it's pretty it's pretty interesting yeah i mean you mentioned something cool you mentioned you, know, you said it's kind of like a movie and um yuri l came he's got an event called healthpreneur and um he just did the first one in uh, Scottsdale, Arizona. You would, you would love it. Um, oh, did you go to it? I was thinking of going to it. But. Yeah. It, oh, it was, it was phenomenal. Like, um, and, and one of the, th- like he had us doing a bunch of the stuff that like you and I've probably heard before and, and you've had it like on your to-do list or like, Oh yeah, I should do that. But then like, you know, you just end up keeping it on the to-do list and like everything else gets moved to the front. And, uh, one of the things was write a letter to yourself, um, as if it's like, 12 months from today and talk about all the amazing things that have happened over the past 12 months, you know, like, like a movie script or something like that. And weave in all the things that you're like really grateful for and be specific, you know, how many copies of the book have you sold? How, what, you know, how many, how many, how many people are using the, the, my health and what type of, uh, what, what type of practitioners are applying this and advocating for it? Or, you know, everything that you're, that you're working on, you weave it in there and you feel the gratitude and excitement and appreciation for it. And like the belief that that's going to happen starts to grow. And, and then you can kind of take that and just say, okay, what's like the really important stuff in here. And now you have like quarterly and yearly goals that you can break down and be like, okay, how do I start selling 5,000 copies of my book a day? What do I need to do from where I am now in order to get there? And you break, you know, each one of them down and kind of turn a big goal into, you know, a lot of smaller goals and checkpoints along the way. I, yeah, I, that, that's a that's a, in, an interesting segue into a conversation. Well, the, the other day I was on Anthony's podcast and, and we ended, but we didn't quite go there into into the quant- into the quantum end. So I, I, we we could do it in reverse. Um, so obviously, obviously, you were just, well, you were, you were just talking about um, create, create, creating a vision for your a vision for yourself for the next the next twelve months. Um, how well? Yeah, as, as, how how. Yeah, how 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 in your view is sort of like does does the physics does the physics of reality explain explain what what happens? Oh my gosh, I think Sorry. like the, <laughs> the, the 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 amount of I mean, well, we're gonna we're gonna have to have you back on uh, on on the biohacking secret show at some point because there was there was a lot more that we uh, that we could get into. I think the amount of of spooky in a good way. And and that word was chosen intentionally things that have happened that like relate to, um, you know, what do you want to call it? The law of attraction or, um, you know, the, the, the secrets or, uh, quantum physics or whatever. It's been, it's been mind blowing. And, um, and far too much for me to ignore or think it's, you know, it's woo woo. Um, do I understand how all of it works? Absolutely not. But do I know that a lot of the, or do I believe that a lot of the things that are driving it are our emotions and our feelings? Yes. And do I think some of the strongest feelings are love, gratitude, and belief? Yes. Um, so I think that the more we can allow ourselves to feel um, love and gratitude and believe that the future we desire has already is, is already on its way to us and kind of release that um, attachment or desire, which often comes from a place of lack, the more we step into our power in order to create it and accelerate its journey to us. Yeah, no, I, I, I second that. I mean, lo- love is sort of like this, un- it's like this under, um, I guess it's like, it's, it's like this connecting, connecting current for, 
for everything but yeah the more the, well the more the more you can think out of a out of a place of love the more the more the universe basically unfold un, sort of unfolds in the man, in the manner that you're, that you're thinking and the more i know it's like yeah i mean you can either sort of have um i don't know like well i think i think i think you can pretty much divide most sets of thoughts into two it's like there's the faith faith in love or the faith in, faith in fear but uh yeah the more <laughs> the more you can stay in faith faith in love um the more the the more likely things will will work out um and yeah the more the more the more you have faith yeah the faith in fear well um yeah the the fear the fears manifest so it's not so not so great oh totally and like one of the one of the stories that's i mean i think probably the greatest example ever of uh of the law of attraction and and i mean you may have one one that's better but um are you familiar with uh, the, the the UFC light heavyweight champion Conor McGregor? Uh, not li- not light heavyweight. Sorry, light. Uh, he's uh, the 155 pound champion. Uh, no, no, but that's that's because I'm UK. <laughs> well, he um, to give you like uh, the, the the quick 30 second rundown. Like five years ago, he was on um, Ireland's form of social welfare. He was pursuing his dream to be uh, a mixed martial arts fighter. And he was living on like 200 bucks a week. Um, He was, you know, kind of like keeping himself afloat by teaching classes in between his training. And he was ready to throw in the towel. Um, But over and over and over again, he talked about how no matter how difficult it was when he was driving around in like a beater car that would die and on the side of the road. And, you know, he, he, he was embarrassed because he didn't have any money to like get his girlfriend, the stuff that she wanted and barely put food on the table. He would visualize like designer suits and nice cars and himself having the, you know, being, being the first person in, in UFC history to have two belts at the same time. He wanted the 145 pound belt and the 100 55 pound belt. And right when he's about to give up on his goal, he gets a call from Dana White, who's the head of the UFC and invites him to to dinner. They have a talk and Dana White says after dinner and he goes, I don't know anything. I don't know if this kid can even throw a punch, but if he's half as good as he thinks he is, he's going to be a mega star. Gives Connor a fight and he runs through the guy. Wins like 10 straight, becomes the 145 pound champion, moves up, he, and he, to become the 145 pound champion, he knocked out a guy that was undefeated in 10 years, had never lost. And, and everyone was like, it's physically impossible. There's no way that Connor could beat him. Connor beats him in 13 seconds. Then he moves up, takes the 155 pound belt, and he's on the edge of the octagon with both belts draped over his shoulder. And it's the exact picture that he'd been thinking about five years earlier when he was on welfare, and none of it seemed possible. And he talks about how it's easy. Oh to believe in, you know, and to talk about the law of attraction when things are good, but the real skill comes from developing the belief and having the the faith to rehearse and visualize and pursue your destiny when you're down. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah, I don't, I mean, I guess, but I mean, very, I mean, very, very briefly, I guess my own, well, my my own life, well, yeah, it was a bit. Well, it was basically a bit like that because we we had this crazy idea of creating a creating a home wellness system when we basically when we were still sick in bed, had no money, no skill set or knowledge of how to do it, no you know no staff, no business connections, um, you name it. But it was just a very pure. I guess it was just a very pure thought of creating it, and obviously, uh, yeah, x x years later, it's all it's all there. And um, yeah, I look back at that, and it it is. It is pretty mind blowing, actually. It's pretty mind blowing, but yeah, all the you know, all the right people and connections just, just, just came into being. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's wild. It is wild. Um, cool. Um, well, I think uh, yeah. Is there is there any is there anything that you'd like the audience to to know, um, or any like any web links or book links or um, or about your event or anything that anything that you'd like to share with people. 
I mean, if, if, if someone's resonating with any of this and they'd like more, they could, uh, you know, check out biohack or biohackersguide.com. It's B-I-O-H-A-C-K-E-R-S-G-U-I-D-E.com. And we've got, um, the, you know, the book you and I've talked about a little bit and it's, it's 500 pages. It's a physical book. It's not an ebook. We give it away for free. Just help out with the cost of shipping. Um, we send it anywhere in the U S we're going to have a digital version that we send anywhere in the world. Um, and yeah, it's been awesome hanging out. No, it's been awesome. Yeah, thank thank you very much, Anthony. Um, and yeah, we'll put we'll put um, we'll put lots of uh, URLs and various summaries in the show notes below. Thank thank you for having me, Harry, and thank you for the incredible work that you do. And uh, yeah, I would have loved to have had a my health back in 2011 when I was going through that. It would have been made the journey a lot shorter. <laughs> This episode is brought to you by PrimalBlueprint.com, which I have shopped at for years. I love a number of their products, and I have two to recommend right off the bat. Number one is perhaps the condiment I recommend most often to new clients, and that is their Primal Kitchen Mayo. It's made with avocado oil and cage-free organic eggs. Best of all, it's free from soy and canola oil, which are usually genetically modified and sprayed with nasty herbicides like glyphosate. It's one of the few things I used to really miss when keeping my nutrition dialed in, and now I don't have to anymore. It's amazing. You will thank me. Primal Kitchen Mayo. The second is their dark chocolate almond bars. Made with grass-fed collagen, Turkish almonds, and pumpkin seeds, these are delicious and addicting. I'm a closet fat kid, so I usually buy them when I'm in a position to consume the entire 12-bar box in a matter of days, which is usually how things unfold. The collagen in these bars has been shown to reduce joint pain, improve sleep quality, support skin, hair, and nail growth, and enhance digestion. Many female clients report a more youthful appearance and fewer wrinkles. I love them, and I think you will too. So all you need to do to give them a try is go to primalblueprint.com. That's P-R-I-M-A-L-B-L-U-E-P-R-I-N-T.com. And you can choose one of those two products, Primal Kitchen Mayo, Dark Chocolate Almond Bars, or more than a dozen other products, and Biohacking Secrets approved books, products, and recipes. It's that easy. Go to primalblueprint.com and grab some delicious, healthy food. Enjoy. This episode is brought to you by Millennial Health Systems. Millennial Health Systems engineers innovative and practical light hacking tools for enhancing energy, detoxification, boosting immune function, improving focus, accelerating recovery, and much, much more. They are the brains behind two of my favorite light biohacks, and I've been using them for a long time now myself and with my one-on-one clients, the Theralumin and the Spectrumite. The Spectrumite utilizes frequency and color combinations delivered through 40 high-powered LEDs to increase mitochondrial function, the energy powerhouses in our cells that produce ATP, boost nitric oxide production, and encourage a state of relaxed focus. It's based on NASA research, which found this type of low-level laser therapy, abbreviated LLLT, greatly enhanced the natural wound healing process and more quickly returned patients to a pre-injury and pre-illness level of activity. It's a one-stop shop for all of your light hacking needs. I use both the Spectrumite and the Theralumin every week and consider the Theralumin a cornerstone of the programs I put together to help some of my clients recover from chronic fatigue and other conditions with infectious causation like Lyme disease. The Spectrumite is controlled via Wi-Fi using a smartphone application that's intuitive and easy to use. And the Theralumin has literally two buttons, on and off. It's very simple. You can check out both products at millennialhealthsystems.com. That's millennialhealthsystems.com. Two L's and two N's in millennial. And right now, my listeners, you guys will get $100 off the Theralumin and $50 off the Spectrumite. Just mention the special code BIOHACKS, B-I-O-H-A-C-K-S, to get that discount. Discount. 